0: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to episode nine of the Hockey Collective Show jersey episode. We're all rocking a jersey here. We'll highlight those. Uh, we got Team Canada up there. Ty, who's on the back of that?
1: Oh, it's the one and only Marty St. Louis.
0: Marty St. Louis. Marty St. Louis. And Mac, you got Conway or Banks? I don't know. I'm a Banks guy through and through. Banks guy. Now. Cake eater. Cake eater. Cake eater. Uh, and I've got uh, vintage thrashers oh. here. With the one Navy sleeve, Kovalchuk on my back. It's a Jersey episode, boys. Ty, what have you been up to last week or so?
1: Been up to a lot, boys. I uh, listened and watched to your your Kane Van Gate episode, which was great. Uh, As you guys mentioned on the pod, I was drunk on a beach somewhere in Punta Cana in the Dominican Republic. So I'm still kind of coming back and trying to get my life situated after a week of drinking. But uh, I've had a crazy week. We've been busy at Hockey Collective, right? Like. Uh, we went out to London, you and me, Nick and and Matt, who works with us as well. Uh, we met up with Robbie Shrimp. We filmed a ton of great content with Robbie Shrimp, and he just made me feel terrible about myself. And I realized how bad I was at hockey right when we stepped onto the pad with him. So that was fun. look out for the new content. But, uh, yeah, we did some more uh, more this week as well, right, Mac?
2: yeah, it's been a it's been a big week. We've had some uh, some fun. Nick's gonna talk to you about it as well, but uh, we had, Mike Rabideau from Sherwood and uh, modern hockey up with me and a couple other guys. And uh, we did some shooting training that we'll, we'll share on the po or on our, uh, on our pages as well. And and a couple of fun things at the end as well. So it was a good time and uh, learned a lot from him.
0: Yeah. Two big things, two big things there. And then uh, CCM had us out as well to their hockey house. It was open to the public this past weekend. They had an influencer day before that. So we were out there able to try out some, uh, Some of the new sticks, skates, gloves, et cetera, at the Rink of Dreams. One of our favorite places in the world. Shout out to Alex and his family there. Uh, Gorgeous place. But, again, thank you to CCM for uh, having us out there. It was super cool. We got to uh, chat with a bunch of our buddies. Uh, Coach Jeremy was there. How To Hockey, Pavel Barber was there. A bunch of different (laughs) uh, hockey creators that you guys see online. We were all there. Um, shooting the shits and uh, trying out new gear together. So yes, thank you to CCM, thank you to Sherwood, and thank you to Space Force Hockey. Um, pretty busy week here for the fellas, hence the uh, the Monday recording here. Um, let's dive right into it here, fellas. We're going to uh, we're going to highlight a team that has not had a very good start to the season. We did this a couple weeks back. We'll do it every few weeks or so. Say something nice is the segment, and this week. We're gonna say something nice about the Columbus Blue Jackets. Tyler, what could you find?
1: The cannon is cool. That's all I got. <laughs> that's all. That's all. The what else is, there? What yeah, else is yeah, there?
2: I I'm not going anything near the hockey either. But their jerseys lately that they come out with are fire. So that's that's where I'm going. Nice. Whoa,
0: whoa, whoa, which ones?
2: Those pa- are those cream jerseys. The third ones. Yeah, I like those too. Actually. Yeah.
0: With the cannon on the front, with the circle. Mm. Yeah, I love those i don't know man i don't know them. <laughs> if, i don't know if i've liked a single columbus jersey like this this logo that they and and the reverse retro that's the one with the, like the, the soft blue on the shoulders and then it's black right
2: yeah mm-hmm. i didn't love that
0: one to be honest but
2: uh a few of the other ones i've liked so yeah. i mean i don't think got a lot going for them but a few of the jerseys few of them not all of them gotta gotta get that clip in there
0: yeah, a few of them.
1: A few of them is definitely a key point
0: there. Tyler, do you like any of their
1: jerseys? The one that Mac's talking about, like that cream-colored one, is okay. Like, it looks good on Johnny Hockey, but, like, over the years, like, I guess the classic one, once they came into the NHL, was nice, where, like, Rick Nash wore and stuff. But, yeah, they're obviously on the lower end of my jersey rankings if we ever do that.
0: Okay, okay. My, uh, my say something nice about Columbus is just the fact that um, listen, we may not like you, Columbus, but uh, Johnny Hockey does. He signed there and he's got a point per game this year, so um, it's a pretty obvious one. But I think one of the only nice things I can say about that team right now is that they've got a superstar who uh chose to come there in free agency this offseason. So, um, yeah, that's about all we can say about Columbus, fellas.
1: That's it, seriously, there's not much going on there right now. Like, a lot of people had high hopes for them once they signed Johnny Hockey, but like the injuries. Plus, just like a lot of underperforming players, it's been a disaster. The injuries have killed them. Obviously, their back end right now has six third pairing defensemen, so there's there's not much nice to say. And line is out
0: again as well. So,
1: mm-hmm. yeah,
0: yeah, it's a it's a tough spot. Like you said, the injury bug got them. Uh, I'll wear the hat as one of the idiots who said they're going to push for a playoff spot. I think I even might have had them fifth in the division. So, don't know what Kool Aid I was drinking there, but Columbus, this isn't your year. Let's hope for better next year. Um, one other big thing from the summer this year involving his team there, Johnny hockey would be the Huberto and Weger acquisition in Calgary for Matthew Kachuk diving into the weekly rundown here, Tyler, what do you think of the Huberto for, uh, to Chuck trade this far into the season?
1: Yeah, it's tough to say cause we're 20 odd games into the next season, but man, Matthew Kachuk has looked really good on, I think what we can all agree is a mediocre, Florida Panthers team Uh, he had that big goal in the game uh, against Calgary on Saturday to tie it up and Jonathan Huberto he's just kind of trying to find his footing under uh, Daryl Sutter which is really tough to do especially if you're getting put down in the lineup he was used to playing top line minutes with Sasha Barkov so I think it's taking Jonathan Huberto a little more time to kind of get his feet under him and start to become that 100 plus point player that we already saw but Mac Weger we all love Weger there's not much to, to not like about him but I think so far you give the edge to Kachuk in Florida right now. Yeah, I mean, it's still
2: tough to say. I don't think either team is doing as well as they had hoped. Um, Huberto, I think, starting to turn a little leaf here. He's, he has another goal tonight, um, so hopefully he keeps that
0: up. Yeah. Um, Uyghur, like you said, Ty, he he plays well, but he's at four points in 17 games. Like that's shocking to me. All three of us raved about that acquisition and, and how he's a top four D in Florida, didn't get anything back. So um, it's interesting. Kind of glad they uh, got to play each other there. Right. For. For Huberto and Weger, maybe that's a bit of closure. They got to go down there, see some buddies, probably pack up some of their stuff that was still left down there and uh, head back north. So um, hopefully for Calgary's sake, they're uh, turning a new leaf here and, and starting to uh, rack up some points and, and what we expected from them, right? You guys had them first in the division. I had them second. And right now they're just not playing like that type of team, right?
1: Definitely not. No, they, they need to get back to where we all expect them to be. and. It might take a little time. You know what? There's a lot of teams around the NHL right now that kind of aren't living up to expectations. They are one of them. So I uh, might have to be more patient, too, if if you're a fan of one of those teams specifically. Absolutely. Absolutely. One team that is starting to live up to their expectations a little
0: bit more are the Tampa Bay Lightning. They had four games last week. They won all four of them. Sergachev had eight points in those. Cooch and Stammer each had seven. Vassie's getting back there he's back up to a 9-10 like he was getting trashed for a couple weeks there lots of talk about him losing his way but he's at a 9-10 so I mean they're still missing Sorelli and are are they back guys like is this the team that we thought they were going to be?
2: I mean I don't know what idiot counts Vasilevsky out ever at this point or the rest of Tampa team but uh, yeah they're I think they're they're starting to chug again and uh, like I said you can't count them out ever so it just makes sense that they're starting to roll again.
1: Yeah, maybe Panthers fans would be the only people to count Vasilevsky out just because they hate the Tampa Bay Lightning and they hate Andre Vasilevsky, especially after the exit last year in the playoffs where the Panthers couldn't even beat them in one game. But yeah, I think we all like the Lightning winning all of your games in a week is great. Uh, we're recording here on a Monday. They're probably going to lose to the Bruins. Let's just say it. The Bruins don't lose to anyone. So uh, the Tampa Bay Lightning. Yeah, I, I don't know. We're, we're not going to ruin the scores here, Nick. But yeah, the the, the Tampa Bay Lightning. They'll be just fine. Once Sorelli comes back, their lineup is deadly scary, right? Like, they even picked up Rudolph's Ballsters off waivers from those Florida Panthers, which was cool. He was playing on the fourth line against the Bruins in this game on a Monday night. So, they're getting some scoring deep in their lineup. They're getting guys back on the back end like a Zach Bogosian who can play a ton of minutes. They, I don't think John Cooper really trusts a guy like Myers or, or even like Calfoot who's still pretty young. So, uh, the Tampa Bay Lightning are a fun team to watch. They'll be just fine. And, man, Nikita Kucherov, guys, second best player in the league. Let's go.
0: Yeah, seventh. Seventh is what Tyler meant to say. They're seventh best player in the league. Um, (laughs) I I was looking, boys, and I was like, come on. Like, is Tampa's window starting to close a little bit? Like, are they going to start losing more guys? Obviously, they've lost guys almost every year, and they're still chugging along. Their only UFAs that are, like, notable this year are Alex Colon and Ross Colton. So, in all likelihood, they're going to get Colton signed. Colon, he's probably going to make less on this deal than he did on his last one. So, like, they could be back, and, I mean, those are very – minor pieces in the grand scheme of things anyway so i think tampa like you said mac there's nothing to worry about we've been on on here saying for weeks like you can't count tampa out they know how to win they're gonna get it done and it seems like they're getting it done right now um one team fellas that i'm not as high on even though they're riding a six game heater right now the st louis blues tie what have you seen out there so far
1: yeah i've seen a lot of good things i, I don't know i'm not high on them either they, they haven't really excited me especially after we talked how much smack about them during that losing streak. And all of a sudden they've strung together some wins. Like I was checking my phone uh, on that trip in the Dominican Republic. And I'm just seeing like the blues win the blues win every time. And we're just thinking, who are these St. Louis blues? They are confusing. They're trying to get up the standings in the central division. And you know what, at the end of the year, I could see them finishing in the top three, but winning streak aside, Mac, yeah, they haven't really done those things that kind of excite you, like top teams like maybe Boston or the Vegas Golden Knights are doing. But we got to give them credit. They're stringing together wins. Hey, if you're getting two points every night, it's really tough to kind of talk negatively about you. And that's what the Blues are doing. Bennington has to be good. I think Thomas Grice, too, finally got his first one out of the way. That was nice to see for one of the more sketchy backup goaltenders in the league. But yeah, Mac, they're kind of just getting it done with a with a full team effort.
2: Yeah, for sure. They're they're still taking way too many penalties. I think they're second in the league in, in PIMS right now. Uh, so we need to see that come down a little bit before we can kind of trust them a bit more. Um, I still think if they continue to play like they're playing right now on this win streak, whether they win every game or not going forward, obviously that's not going to be the case. But if they continue playing like they're playing right now, I think they'll be just fine. Uh, I have their over 95
0: and a half points. So that's what I need from them. I do too. I do too, but I'm I'm not that confident in it, fellas. Like you said, they're putting together some good things. They're 28th in goals. The goals aren't there. They're 25th in goals against Bennington's letting in a soft one a night. That hasn't killed them recently, but it was killing them a bit before. Like you said, Mac, they're taking way too many penalties, and on top of that, their PK's 30th. So when you look at that, like it's not a good recipe. Their goal differential is super negative, and, and guys like O'Reilly and Cairo and – uh, even uh, Shen really haven't put it together yet. Like we're we're not seeing what we need from these guys. Tyler, if you are GM Doug Armstrong, what are you doing at the deadline? Are you staying put and hoping this group figures it out, or are you adding something big?
1: Yeah, you're really just keeping your own rentals at this point, right? Your captain is going to be a UFA and Ryan O'Reilly, Vladimir Tarasenko you cannot trade him. I, I know you'd love to get a lot back if you're a St. Louis Blues fan, but if you're going to try to go on a run in the playoffs with potentially your last year of O'Reilly and Tarasenko, you got to keep those players. So I think if it's, if you're Doug Armstrong, you're smart to just kind of stand pat. Maybe he goes out and picks up a forward or a defenseman. They've had so many injuries on the blue line that depth wouldn't hurt there. But yeah, Mac, I think if you're Doug Armstrong, you're kind of staying put. And we all expect the Blues to be in the playoffs, but I don't know if we expect them to, to maybe win a round or two.
2: Yeah, I'm going to go get Zach Sanford and tell him to have another practice fight because I think uh,
0: that's <laughs> what helped Bortuzzo. him last time. Yeah, and Sanford,
2: yeah.
0: yeah. Jeez, geez, that's a throwback there. But yeah, like like we've seen it with this exact team. They can figure it out halfway through the year. So it's going to be an interesting ride in uh, in St. Louis there another team in their division that we probably haven't given enough love to fellas and, and they deserve it. So we're going to go in for a couple minutes here. The Dallas stars, Jason Robertson is a stud. Jamie Ben is somehow back to what he was in his MVP type of seasons. And uh, Jake Ottinger between the pipes. He has been absolutely lights out. We heard from Kane that he thinks he'd be on the Olympic team and Mac, and I, I don't think disagree there that he'd be there now. So Tyler, what have you seen from the Dallas stars and why are they so good?
1: They're just putting it all together. They're they're really just a, a full team. And in the Central Division, I didn't expect them to do much. I thought they'd be behind the St. Louis Blues for the entire year. And look at that—they're looking down on every single team as we speak in the Central Division. You mentioned MVP type season, like still crazy to me that he won the Art Ross. Jamie Ben uh, didn't he? Didn't he? T- Who did he tie? Like John Tavares, someone like that. But so. what a what a weird year that was, where Jamie Ben ended up tying. Brutal year, yeah, very brutal year points wise when you're looking at guys getting. One of them for sure, but hey, he's a point of game player right now. He's looking good. Tyler Segging is looking pretty good. We don't even need to talk about Hints Pavelski and Robertson. We can just talk about that line every single podcast because they are unbelievable to watch. But Mac, you know who's impressed me? Nils Lundqvist. When you're giving up a first round pick for a guy that was taken in the first round, man, you better be getting something from him. And they're putting him in pretty much every single situation. And Nils Lundqvist scored one of the prettier goals of the season you showed off his hands in tighty roofed one man Nils Lundqvist has been really really good and man I think New York Rangers fans are already missing him for sure for
2: sure I I think they've got a few studs back on the 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 side of the puck uh including Esselin Dell he's uh he's going to be mentioned a little later I'm hoping and uh I know another guy that just plugs a lot of minutes right now is Suter but Nick you're not liking him still
0: I still, I still don't see it. I watched them, and he doesn't fit how they play. He's just a body there. And, I mean, yes, they're winning. Like, you're not going to be that worried about this, obviously. But, he, guys, he stinks. He has three points in 18 games. He's a dash five now on a team that's plus 22 goal differential. How is that possible when you're on the top pair? Like, it just doesn't make sense to me. They need to make an addition on defense this year. Like you said, Mac Lindell, great gonna obviously great. They've got some young puck movers back there. They've got guys that they're changing in, the five, six, seven slots there. But I want to see them pick up another depth defenseman before I can really get behind the, the full season hype train of the Dallas Stars here. Because right now, I think Jake Ottinger hiding a couple of their problems.
1: Nick, who would you rather have? Ryan Souter, Jack Johnson, or Mark Stahl? Suter? Can I take that? Yeah.
0: Can't take D, none of the above? No, you can't. You
1: need <laughs> one of those guys playing top pair of minutes.
0: <laughs> Goodness. I'm good. I'm good. I'll go. Okay. Go,
1: I'll You'll just go no, no, like you're just throwing one D out there with your three yeah, forwards. I, I,
0: I will go four forwards and a D over. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Did, you watch Mitch
2: Mar- Did you watch Mitch Miner play D?
0: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Just asking. That was, that was wild. I I at least like that he admitted in the postgame presser that, uh, he sure kind of broke his ankles there and took him for a little lap. So um, yeah, fellas, that's going to do it for the weekly rundown here. We are going to pick back up with the underrated players draft. We did this a couple weeks back for the Eastern conference. Now we're going to do the Western conference. Mac alluded to a guy or two there that you might hear his name called Tyler. You are going to kick us off. My guy, the Anaheim ducks, who is your most underrated player?
1: All right, I'll start off with a forward because I'm probably going with a lot more defensemen because I think a lot of maybe defensive type defensemen are underrated. But I'll go with Isaac Lundestrom. He's a former first round pick Had a career year last year. He was like four goals away from hitting the 20 goal mark. And all of a sudden, like you're watching Anaheim Ducks games and Lundestrom's kind of sticking out. So uh, a player that not a lot of people talk about could end up being a third line center. Like that's probably his ceiling. I don't know if Lundstrom could be a one or two, not definitely not a one, but maybe not a number two. So I've liked what I've seen from him last year. I've liked what I've seen from him in the small sample size this year so far.
0: Okay. I, uh, I have a hard time arguing that one. Mine might be a little bit of a cop-out, but I don't think he gets enough respect, so I'm going to go with Troy Terry. This guy is on another planet right now, considering the fact that this is one of the worst NHL teams we've seen in years. Like, they can't do anything right. Do they still have zero regulation wins? Have they got one in the last three or four days?
1: I don't think so. No,
0: I don't think so either. So at this point, we're 18 games into the season, and I don't think they have a regulation win. Like it's a joke what's going on in Anaheim right now. So the fact that this dude has 20 points on the season on this type of team, it just makes no sense. We saw his skill a couple years ago in international play. We saw his hands. We saw him put it together a lot last year 67 and 75 last year. And I just think he's such a shifty, creative player that. A, because their team is awful, and B, because it's on the West Coast, he doesn't get as much love as he should. So, Troy Terry, my guy. Mac.
2: I mean, Terry's on pace for 87 points this year. It's crazy on a team like that. Okay. Uh, I'm going to stick to the forward as well. I'm going to say Adam Henrique. Uh, he's the only guy on their roster with an expected goal of four percentage over zero right now, uh, which is crazy. Uh, so, that's pretty good. Uh, and he's also on pace for a 50-plus point season. So, I'll, t- I'll take that there.
1: I like that. I like that. Tyler, any rebuttals on those? No, I don't think so. And and shout out to the Golden Muzzy, our buddy Nick Alberga, who was our first guest, him and Adam Henrique. It's, it seems like they're attached at the hip, so I like that one.
0: I like that. I like that. And uh, Henrique is also a noted Hockey Collective follower for years and years. Nice. So shout out to him there. Um, Arizona Coyotes. Boys, I'm probably going to butcher his name here, but Vegemelka? Vemelka? Vemelka,
1: yeah. Ve- just call him Veggie.
0: Veggie. Veggie in net. I mean, he's still doing it this year. Having a 9-10 save percentage on the Arizona Coyotes is not bad by any means. Obviously, he came in out of out of really nowhere last year and, and stole the show a little bit there in the desert. So, Arizona, in my eyes, not too much going on there that's uh, worth writing home about. So, Vemelka, you're my guy, Corral.
2: Yeah, I'm going right. to take uh, that kind of defensive style defenseman and uh, Yusuf Alamaki. Uh, he, nothing happens when he's on the ice offensively, defensively, again, just like Henrik is the only one on the roster with a plus, uh, expected goals for percentage. So, uh, I'm taking that every day from an Arizona team. That, uh, it's not good.
1: I like that. I like that. Ty, who you got? Yeah. Sneaky waiver claim there, by the way, with Alamaki sucks for Calgary. I have a forward. I'll go in with another forward. And for our East draft, I think I had a bit more of a theme as well, where I was going with former Chicago Blackhawks. Let's just continue it here in the West episode. I'm going with Nick Schmaltz. I love Nick Schmaltz. How good was he in Chicago? He's been great playing with Clayton Keller. And unfortunately, he's been injured for most of the year. But man, Nick Schmaltz had an unbelievable few games last year. He was ripping it up and just excited to see him get back on that top line for a very offensively starved Arizona Coyotes team. That is a silky
0: player. That is a silky player. We're going to keep pushing along here. Mac. you kick us off with the aforementioned Calgary Flames.
2: This one's going to be a shocker, I think, for most people. But this guy's been one of the best defensive players in the league this year, Nikita Zadorov. He's been unbelievable, in his defensive metrics back it up. And, and you know, he's got the best point share on Calgary right now at two. So that's who I'm taking again.
0: Defense, defense wins championships. Interesting, interesting. I like that pick overall. He's a, a big body, and he can hurt some bodies too. Um, Tyler,
1: who are you going with? First of all, I love that as well. Zadorov is a monster. If I was to put together a team, he'd definitely be on my third pair. And another guy might have, (laughs) it's Chris Tanev. I'm going with another defensive defenseman. And and Chris Tanev gets some love out there, but I still think he's fairly underrated. He's never going to put up 20 plus points, but he does everything that you ask for. He might have four teeth remaining in his time, 600 plus games in the National Hockey League. And he's from right around the corner from me in East York, Ontario. So got to give him some love. I like that.
0: And we, uh, Mac, make sure you remind me that after this, we're going to rename the draft just Tyler picks former Chicago Blackhawks and defensive defenseman. So um, <laughs> that's, that's the narrative here through about 20 picks. Um, my guy that I'm going with here, um I would consider Rasmus Anderson, um, but to change up the defensive pace here, I'm going to go with Tyler Toffoli. He's back under coach Daryl Sutter there. He's got 13 points in 17 games this year. You'll take that any day from a dude his age. And he's been around boys. Like he was drafted in 2010 to LA and won his cups there. He's been a grinder. He stuck it out in Montreal through some good years and some bad years. But I always, uh, I always watch him play and just, I'm pleased with it. That's the word I'll use. I'm pleased with the way he plays. He's always in the right spot, makes smart plays with his sticks. So I think that's a bit of an unsung hero on a lot of good teams over the years. Tyler Toffoli's my guy here. Plugging along here, Chicago, Mac, your team, who you got? Yeah, uh, I don't know if anybody's good enough right now to be
2: underrated, but uh, <laughs> I'm going to throw Taylor Radish out there just because he was uh, traded there last year in the Hagel trade uh and i and i think he was kind of undervalued in that trade alone because he's been uh sort of a bright spot in that trade alone so uh yeah i i was going to go taves but his uh his contract is too much to be underrated i think at
0: this point that's interesting from coming from the dude who picked jeff skinner last time around but hey i appreciate it that's progress is what we call that ladies and gentlemen progress tyler who have you got
1: yeah, give me double-A, Andreas Athanasiu. Um, maybe a little underappreciated. He's just so fast, and he's more so just not consistent, and I think that's been his problem in the National Hockey League. So uh, an underrated player, in a sense. Uh, love watching him play when Andreas Athanasiu is on. He's one of the more exciting players to watch, especially right now on the Chicago Blackhawks roster. So, yeah, I'm going with, uh, with double-A.
0: I like that. That was going to be who I was going to take – um so you know what i'm going to take i know injuries hasn't played the games but i'm gonna take the jones brother who has more points than the other Jones brother caleb jones i liked that pickup when chicago got it i think it's cool that they play together there and um he uh when i watch him i don't think he's terrible out there and the fact that like you said mac there's not many uh players that we don't know what they are on the chicago blackhawks i'm always impressed with his skating i find him in the right spot a lot so my boring pick for the chicago blackhawks is caleb jones
1: mac yeah. looked disgusted there by the way yeah, as
2: long as disgusting. he's not passing it out from behind the net for the third time Ray right hey, on. On there's the other team's stick that's
0: okay though yeah well um i'd rather he do it than his 10 million dollar brother so like jake gardner <laughs> I, I like Jake Gardner too. So, uh, moving onwards here to Mac's other team, the Colorado Avalanche. Boys, for the Colorado Avalanche, I'm going to, again, a little bit of a cop out maybe, but Miko Rantanen does not get the praise that he should. It's McKinnon, it's Makar. There is nothing about Miko Rantanen online. Maybe that means he's underappreciated, not underrated, but guys, he is a bona fide superstar in the NHL, and we should treat him as such. I don't think he's a top 10 player. I think he's definitely a top 20 player in the NHL, and I don't think he's talked about in that breadth at all. So, Miko Rantanen, that's my pick for the Colorado Avalanche. Mac, who have you got?
2: I'm going to the goalie here. I don't think he's being talked about enough in Colorado this year because they haven't been that good, like, defensively. Uh, they've got, given up a lot of shots. Georgiev has a 930 save percentage right now and a 245 goals against 8-2-1 record with one shutout that's crazy for how distant of a team Colorado looks from what they were last year when they won the cup.
1: I like that. I like that. Ty? Yeah, you took my uh, my pick there. Mac was going to go with the goaltender, but I'll go with the defenseman. Why not? Devon Taves, he's still underrated in the National Hockey League. He's playing with Kale McCarr. It's obviously making him a little bit better of a defenseman, but you watched Devon Taves and he just does all the right things out there and As you're saying with a lot of the forwards, Nick, like Makar is there, Byram's there, who's going to be a big name. Gerard is there. Josh Manson is there. A lot of these defensemen that we know their names, we obviously know the name Devon Taves now, but he's going to be a big player on this team for a long time and hopefully a a big part of Team Canada at some point in the future as well.
0: Yeah, let's hope. Let's hope. Um, Crazy little factoid there to throw in. Since the World Cup is postponed there, I believe the 25 is the rumor there. Boys, that's going to be 10 years since McDavid has put on a Team Canada jersey. Wow. The World that's... Cup to the next World Cup. 10 years we've been robbed of McDavid in that beautiful jersey that you're wearing, Tyler. And, oh, and he was in the Team North America jersey last time. Let's just throw oh, yeah.
2: Yeah, that mm-hmm. in. think so.
0: Good point. <laughs> So Has he
2: ever worn the Canadian jersey? It's
0: like for World Cup, Olympics, or anything. I don't think so. Only just, World just Juniors, World J's, yeah. Yeah, World Juniors might have. He might have done
1: World Juniors in 2016 too. To be honest, I don't really remember. I think he was number 17. It looked weird on him.
0: Yeah, he had a cage and a number 17. But <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like that's just ridiculous. So, um, we're gonna stop talking about that before I smash my screen or something. <laughs> uh, uh, Dallas is up next. Tyler, who are you taking on the Stars?
1: Yeah, we mentioned him earlier. It's Nils Lundqvist. Man, this guy is just going to get better and better. And it's obviously underrated because he's barely played NHL games, didn't really get a shot in New York. And Dallas obviously saw something in him, which we've been seeing so far in his time this season with the Dallas Stars. So Nils Lundqvist is a very exciting player. And, Mac, I think uh, New York Rangers fans are really going to miss him.
0: I agree. Yeah, I think so. I think so. My guy is going to be Miro Heiskanen. My Honestly, maybe favorite. I'm I'm excluding Makar because he's ridiculous, but my probably favorite defenseman to watch in the national hockey league Miro Heiskanen smooth smooth skater great first pass always in the right spot Mac you know I've been clamoring about him for years he had a bit of a down year last year points wise at least time time on ice as well but so did the stars so I think we shake that off he's got 12 and 15 this year and like I said just one smooth criminal out there with the puck Mac wrap us up here on the stars yeah, and going another D.
2: Uh, I, like I said before, I think the Stars D is very underrated. Uh, Essa Lindell is one of those guys that, uh, you know, is just very good defensively, top 10 in the league, I think, defensively uh, as a defenseman. Uh, and he's on pace for 35 points, so that's nothing to shake a fist at. So, I like that.
0: There. I like that. Yep, their D is very good overall. The Edmonton Oilers tie. Don't pick McDavid.
1: No, I'm not picking McDavid. It's Leandro. No, it's Stuart Skinner, a guy with an unbelievable mustache and a former Lethbridge Hurricane. Stuart Skinner, he's the best goaltender on this Edmonton Oilers roster right now. He can be a starter in this league and he's almost taken the starting duties uh, away from Jack Campbell. So I'm going with the goaltender, my first goaltender of this Western Conference underrated draft. I love me some Stuart Skinner.
0: Yeah, I like that pick. He was on my list as well. But I'm going to follow you up there with uh, another defenseman of my own, Evan Bouchard. I like the way that he plays, real smart, heady player, and he's got a heck of a shot from the point. I think he needs to start seeing a little bit more ice time there in Edmonton, but... Obviously, they're not playing bad, so don't need to mix up too much there. But really liked him in London when he was younger. Um, well, junior success and everything there for him. But he's got a real heavy shot. He's a smart player and um, just a dude that's a treat to watch out there. So that's my pick. Mac, We you got? Yeah, I'm going for a Canadian centerman in his 20s, uh,
2: Ryan Newton Hopkins. Uh, he doesn't get talked about at all, and he's been very good this season on pace for over 80 points. And he's also very good defensively. He's got a 6.1 expected goals forward, expected goals against, which is one of the best in the league right now, better than McDavid. So, I don't know.
0: He's uh, pretty underrated in my books. I like that. I'm more shocked at the fact that he's in his 20s.
1: Yeah. 29. 29. I went first overall a long time ago. Yeah. Wow. That feels like, that feels like. Young. What were you, neck like three?
0: Yeah, I was probably in diapers or something. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Not because of age, just in general. Um, true,
1: depends. <laughs> they're they're good for you.
0: The uh, the L.A. Kings up next here. I'm gonna kick us off with former Leaf. That's not why I'm picking them trevor moore i think that this guy is one of the best penalty killers in the league and he's honestly in the top echelon of skaters in the national hockey league too he absolutely flies around out there he's got 16 points in 21 games this year he had 17 goals last year boys for a depth roll forward there who's playing on the pk in your third or fourth line That's pretty good, and and he's just a dude that I love watching. And I think that goes for any, uh, Tyler, you said if you were building a team earlier. If I'm building a team, I want dudes like Trevor Moore who never give up on a puck. They're never not moving their feet, and that always gets them uh, rewarded at the end of the day. So Trevor Moore, miss you in the blue and white, but uh, you're my pick here. Yeah, I was gonna go Valeri, but he's kind of been all about the news
2: recently, so I'm gonna go Matt Roy. Uh, he's been quite impressive this season, both offensively and defensively. Uh, I think he's out for a career year re- out for a career year this year offensively, which is nice to see. Uh, he's filling in that top four role nicely.
0: I like that, I like that. Todd, bring us home in LA.
1: Yeah, I had Matt Roy on my list as well, Mac. I really like that one. I'll stick on the blue line with Mikey Anderson. Mikey Anderson. Sneaky plays some top pairing minutes sometimes with Drew Doughty. It uh, doesn't really do much offensively, but like a lot of my picks, really like what he does in his own zone. So uh, those defensive guys, they don't get a lot of love. But Mikey Anderson, whose brother is playing for the Toronto Marlies right now, and Joey Anderson, he's uh, he's making a name for himself in Los Angeles.
0: Yep, I like that. I like that. He's a good player there as well. Mac, you're gonna take us up to uh, the state of hockey here, Minnesota.
2: Yeah, this was a tough one for me, honestly. Uh, I'm going to have to go Jacob Middleton, though. Uh, Just as a defensive defenseman, brings a lot to the table. Doesn't bring much offensively, but
0: mixed up for that defensively. It's a bad sign when there's a defensive defenseman on your and my list. That probably means it was number one on Tyler's, and there's not many other options.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Funny, I didn't even have Jacob Middleton. I should have just for the mustache, but I'll go with a forward. And Nick, if you're taking a forward, maybe I'll leave you with this guy, but you know who I like on Minnesota. I like Freddie hockey, Freddie Gaudreau. He's rocking number 89. You better have some flash if you're wearing number 89 and Freddie Gaudreau has shown that he's been thrust into a first line center role at times by Dean Everson. He can play on your third or fourth line. He's very versatile. And uh, I think Freddie Gaudreau was a sneaky, good pickup by the Minnesota wild.
0: I like that. I like that. I am going to take a forward. And it's a dude that I've talked a little bit about on previous episodes matt boldy is my guy he's got 11 in 18 games this year he reminds me so much of tage thompson and he's doing better at a young age than tage did so if he can become what tage thompson's become this year that's a great player for the wild but even then he looks good he put up 39 points in 47 games last year fellas as a rookie like he's a smart skilled player who really fits what they're doing in minnesota well i know things haven't been uh as smooth as they'd hope from Minnesota so far this year, but Matt Boldy, that guy's going to be a player for a long time. Um, Nashville Predators are our next team, and Mac, you are the next pick.
2: Man, this was another tough one, and I'm just going to kind of follow Ty's trick of going to the defensive defenseman, Matthias Ekholm. I think he's uh, kind of been stuck behind a lot of good defensemen in his in his days with Nashville, and uh, still doesn't get talked about enough.
0: So I'm going with Ekholm. I don't hate that. I don't
1: hate that, Ty. Yeah, Ekholm was on my list, so I I really like that pick. Let me go with an undrafted player who was a rookie last year. He played in pretty much every single game, and he did everything. He scored 20-plus goals. He got into a lot of fights and his name is Tanner Janot off to a little bit of a slow start this year. But as a sophomore, you kind of expect that. And as a guy that probably wasn't expected to make it to the National Hockey League, he's already made a name for himself, right? Like he might have had the most fighting majors in the entire league last year, if I'm not mistaken. So I really like what Tanner Janot brings to that bottom six in Nashville. And I know John Hines and the coaching staff do as well.
0: Absolutely. As they should, as they should. I am going to go with Mikhail Granlund here. He's got 13 points nice. in 18 games. He had 64 last year. This is a first round pick from 2010 that I never, ever hear about, whether it's on TV, on social media. This dude is not talked about I'm not going to give him a Nicholas Backstrom comp, but it's that same style of play where everything is passed, right? Like shooting never enters his mind. It's that same kind of silky Swedish Finnish style of play where everything is pass, pass, pass. I love watching him play. He, uh, he hasn't had his good fortunes of setting some of those guys up. Like we talked about, Johansson, you know, Hansen, Duchesne, Forsberg, not clicking like they did last year, but I love, I love the way that he plays, um and quickly
1: you're talking about pass 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 he did it on an empty netter this year he had like an open net and he passed it off I think it was to Matt Duchesne so that proves your point right there yes sometimes you can pass to
0: score um (laughs) moving onward here is the San Jose Sharks And fellas, that's another team that there's not too much positive to say about right now. Um, Maybe Eric Carlson's underrated, maybe. Um, I'm going to go with a a simple one here, Luke Coonan. He uh, came over from the wild a few years back there. Just kind of a good middle six role in San Jose there. He's getting an opportunity because they don't have many guys above him. Um, He's putting up a point every other game. He's got a lot of penalty minutes and he's playing physical. And on a team that's... uh, not expected to be in the hunt the rest of the season here it's nice to like I said with Trevor Moore watch a guy know that he's going to compete on every puck know he's going to finish every check and that's what I see in Luke Koonen. so that's my pick here for the Sharks it's a kind of a weird one for me Kevin lebank lebank yeah
2: whatever you say uh has been a ridiculously good player not showing much of the points but uh he doesn't create or sorry he doesn't let much created on that's a terrible way to say that doesn't allow much in his own end. Uh, he's got a 4.1 expected goals for to expected goals against. I know I keep saying that for certain players, but that's extremely high for a team like San Jose. Uh, and that's wildly higher than the next closest guy, Eric Carlson, at 1.2. Interesting.
0: Interesting. Okay.
1: Ty? I like both of those. So my three, you said Cunning, you said LeBanc, I'll go with my third option and it's Mario Ferraro. I probably would have went with him if I had the first overall selection in this one. And like Chris Tanev barely has any teeth anymore after taking a puck to the mouth last year. And he's a guy from up and around these parts. So got to give Mario Ferraro some love. And was playing a lot of time last year with Eric Carlson and you really proved that he can be a top pairing or a second pairing defenseman. So got to love what Ferraro is doing so far in his time in San Jose.
0: Yeah. I like that pick. I like the pick, but next time somebody has some spare time, please go through all of our episodes and start a tracker. Has Ty said Mario Ferraro more times than he said, Connor McDavid. I think the answer is yes. And that's just wild for the game of hockey.
1: That's all right. Got to give Ferraro some love. Got to do it. You have to, but uh, the Seattle Crack and Tyler, who you got there? Let's go with the second Tanev, brother. I'm, I'm on a roll here, guys. We'll go with Turbo Time. Brandon Tanev, the former Pittsburgh Penguin, the former Winnipeg Jet. How good was this guy in Winnipeg? I still can't believe he's not there, but he found his way to Seattle via the expansion draft from Pittsburgh. And man, Turbo Time is already a fan favorite there. He scores big goals. He does everything you can want in a bottom six player. And Brandon Tanev is severely underrated.
0: I like that pick. I like that pick. He was on my list. Another dude that's on my list is Jaden Schwartz. He is Mr. Consistent in my eyes. I loved his card in like NHL 14 and 15, just a small silky left winger with a shot. But boys, he's got 11 points in 18 games this year. And you look back at his career every year. He's in the 50s, like There there was a year he had 59 and 62. Like, this guy just gets the job done. He's never talked about. And like we said earlier in the year when we were talking about Shane Wright a bit, this is a guy that you want your young players playing with because he just understands the game so well. He's never the best player on the ice, but he always puts himself in the right spot, and he gets shit done in that regard. So, Jaden Schwartz, respects to you in Seattle. Mac. who's on the Kraken for you? Uh, well
2: the trade was one for one uh so adam larson is my
0: guy here that's the defensive yeah. D. just sticking with that and uh yeah he's my guy this honestly is starting to sound like a seattle Kraken draft with how many defensive defensemen we're taking
1: seriously it actually is
0: <laughs> but uh a team that we touched on a little bit earlier in the episode the st louis blues tyler who is underrated on them
1: yeah, let's uh, I love my Russian players. So I finally might get one out of the way. Oh, well, I am going to get one out of the way. And it's Barbie Ivan Barbashev. Barbashev is my guy. He almost had 30 goals last year. He had 26 goals. He's a Russian guy that came over to the queue and absolutely lit it up and got picked in the second round by the St. Louis Blues. So he does it all. He can score. As you saw, he almost had 30 last year and he just demolishes guys on the four check. So I love everything in his game.
0: I like that pick. He's a dude that it felt like we were waiting on for years to put it together Mm -hmm. as we do with some of these guys that come over, right? It takes them a while to click. But like you said, once he figured it out, he figured it out. And that's a heck of a player there and somebody that they're going to need to rely on to get themselves back in the hunt here. Uh, my other my player here is also from Russia I am going with Pavel Buchnevich. I almost messed up the name even though I know it so well and I practiced it in the mirror today 76 points in (laughs) 73 games last year 11 and 12 so far this year and a dude that we don't talk about Cairo got a payday Uh, Robert Thomas got a payday right O'Reilly needs a payday so there's all this talk about other guys there in St. Louis but Pavel Buchnevich just gets it done night in night out and I mean what a trade looking back on that one with the Rangers there. <laughs> gotta wonder what the Rangers were thinking at that point. But either way, that's my guy, Mac. Who you got?
2: Yeah, I'm going to go with the guy that you just mentioned there and Robert Thomas. Uh, he's been good. He's been good last year. He's good again this year has been one of their sole uh, bright spots through that losing streak. <clears throat> and then he keeps continuing to get points. He's on pace for, I believe, 69 points this year. Uh, he just
0: keeps looking up. And again, it feels like we're saying this a lot in the West, but a team that's not off to such a great start, the Vancouver Canucks. I am going to be taking their captain, Bo Horvat, and I would like the record to show that we started this draft before his crazy hot goal scoring streak there. So I had him on before that. Now he's at 14 goals, six assists for 20 points in 18 games. But fellas, he's 27 years old. It feels like he's been around the league forever because he started so young, but he's just such a reliable two-way center. He's perfect captain material there in Vancouver. The team around him is not very good, so we'll see if he re-signs or not. But I love watching him play. And again, back to Tyler's mantra earlier, I would love for this dude to be on my team every day of the week. So that's my pick there in Vancouver. Mac, what about you? Yeah, I'm going with kind of another hot underrated take, I guess,
2: Uh, Elias Pettersson. He's really good under Bruce Boudreaux. I mean, he had a heck of a year once Bruce Boudreaux came in last year, and he's on pace for 40 goals and 96 assists, or sorry, 96 points this year. Uh, And like I said in our West preview, I think he could hit 40 this year, and he's on pace for it. I
1: like that. I like that. Tyler? Yeah, I'll keep the Russian theme going for myself. I'll go with Ilya Mikheyev. He got a huge payday in the offseason from Patrick Olvin and the Vancouver Canucks. And he showed in his time with the Toronto Maple Leafs that he could be a consistent player. But, man, there were times where you're just like, this guy can't finish. And all of a sudden, he gets injured in the preseason for Vancouver and has to miss a few games. But it looks like he's getting his feet under him. And if Vancouver turns it around and is actually a good team, like I think all three of us expected, I think Ilya Mikheyev is going to be a big part of that.
0: I think so too. I think, uh, I think it was an overpayment if we're uh, in the trust tree here and being honest, time. But I do like him as a player. One other dude, since I thought somebody was probably going to take the defensive defenseman, Luke Shen. Let's give Luke Shen some love for a minute. Any ideas how many games he's played Mac in his life? In His life, 750. Not
1: bad, Ty. I was going to say 700, so I'll stick 720.
0: Boys, he played games in the minors two years, like three years ago, back to back years. He was playing games in the AHL and he's still at 881. Wow. Like at this rate, Luke Shen is going to play a thousand games. He's 33 sitting at 881. That's crazy. I didn't think that was going to happen from like 2010 onwards, let alone when he was in the minors there. So a little bit of love for Luke Shen, even though he doesn't make our board here. And these guys are addicted to drafting defensive defensemen. Um, Vegas Golden Knights, Mac, who you got there? uh i'm going
2: to take chandler stevenson Uh, i don't think he has talked about nearly enough for how good this guy's been over the last couple seasons he's kind of you know been that guy that everybody says oh he's just throwing up in the top line because i don't have anybody else uh but he's on pace for 74 points again this year and and he just keeps chugging away and getting points and and helping vegas win
0: games i that was my pick so not happy about it but tyler who you got
1: I'm going to go with Aiden Hill. Uh, Aiden Hill was the first guy I wrote down on this Vegas Golden Knights team, the former Arizona Coyote. And if you're just looking at him, Logan Thompson and Laurent Pressois, he's the best goalie I think that they have. And he's shown that he was undefeated, what, through his first five or six starts this year. And he's a monster in between the pipes. Like, if you're going down on him, there's not much room to shoot. And Aiden Hill, I think, at, at some point can be a really consistent, maybe 1B goalie in the NHL.
0: I like that pick. I like that pick. He was also on my list. So I'm going with the third dude. Falling into you boys trap here. I am going with Brayden McNabb. He's a dude that when I watch Vegas play, he doesn't make errors. And a guy that's never going to get talked about, right? Like they've got Shea Theodore. They've got Alex Petrangelo. Brayden McNabb doesn't need any of the spotlight. But he's just steady Eddie back there. Always gets the job done. Always kind of middle of the pack penalty minutes, double digit points, but nothing over 20 ever really. He just eats minutes, eats pucks, and uh, definitely a great dude in the locker room by all accounts as well. Uh, the final team here in the only underrated players draft. I was going to say annual, but I said only. So the annual underrated players draft, Winnipeg Jets. Mac, take us home. Do you guys know who's on pace to lead that team in scoring right now?
2: Points? Is it Josh? Josh, Josh Morrissey. Wow. Jets, wild. Jets. Isn't that wild? Yeah. Not oh, that, isn't that talked about as an offensive defenseman. Mm-hmm. Not in the realm of guys like, obviously, not. He's not McCar level, Fox level, and guys like that. But he's pushing himself near that next tier. He had a down year last year, but he's been good for years, and people don't talk about that.
0: I was I was so happy that I got my guess right, that I forgot to be pissed that you stole my player. Um, So he was going to be mine. I'm going to find a new one. Tyler, you're up.
1: Yeah, Josh Morrissey, I think, was on all three of our lists. I'll go with another defenseman. There was a couple forwards maybe I wanted to say, but I might as well stick with my theme. I'll go with Neil Pionk, another former Ranger like Nils Lundqvist, who I selected. But yeah, Neil Pionk, he's not going to put up the points. Um, like Josh Morrissey can, even though he's had some pretty good power play time in his career on and off. But yeah, Neil Pionk impresses me when he's out there. Seems like Rick Bonus and Scott Arneal really like him so far. And yeah, Neil Pionk is a super underrated defenseman. I say he's on
2: pace for 20 goals right now, Ty.
1: Not bad. Not bad. I, mean,
0: uh, I will be honest. I'm sorry, Neil, if you wanted to come on the pod. One of my least favorite players in the NHL. <laughs> um adam lowry is going to be my pick from the winnipeg jets i think he's kind of that perfect prototypical third fourth line center just big rangy body who can kill penalties he's on their second power play he's never going to put up crazy points but again he just fits that jets hockey he's in your face he's in your way he gets pucks back he wins battles down low i would love to have adam lowry on my team in that free four center slot there so That is the final pick of the underrated players draft. Ty, who's your least favorite pick? Last time it was Stamkos. Who is
1: it this time? You you know what? I I can't really think of one. Like Bo Horvat. Was it you who had Bo Horvat, Nick? Like Bo Horvat was on my list. He is still underrated somehow in the National Hockey League at 27 years old. I can't really think of one. Like I think all the picks we've had this, which one were good, but maybe one of mine sucked. Which one of mine sucked? Mac, let him know.
2: I thought Brandon Tanev, he just hasn't been good enough this year, although he has been uh, good in the past. Uh, just, just you know, as Tyler likes, the advanced stats haven't been great for uh, Brandon Tanev this year. But I don't mind it.
0: Okay, that's fair. Yeah, I don't think any real gripes from me either. I think the one that I was most surprised to hear his name, because I kind of thought I'd just go the rest of my life without hearing his name, is Balamaki Um, So <laughs> shout out to him for making it on here, I guess. Uh, I can't argue it. I was just like, what? Like, Okay. I guess we're going. Yeah. Right I on. didn't
1: expect that one either, actually.
0: No, but it's a, it's a good pick. I didn't yeah, know it, it, is. it was only 24 till I looked him up. So um guess you can't really talk. And,
1: and one of us was going to have Taves. That would have been just, that would have been a disaster.
0: I'm on.
2: Hey, on, on pace for 40 goals.
1: Just saying. Well, not, but Jonathan Taves isn't underrated. He was sick that year. No, Jonathan Taves is still a, he's a stud. I'm a Ty. Oh, I agree with that. Yeah. I'm with
0: Ty on that. Well, everybody that wraps up the underrated players draft. We did the East a couple weeks ago. If you want to go back and check that out, it's on YouTube, Spotify, Apple, etc. cetera. This is the West, but progressing through the podcast here, we're going to wrap it up with everybody's favorite segment. People forget Mac. Why don't you kick us off this time? Sure. I had a fun one last week. I keep it pretty easy this
2: week. Uh, going back to 1969, do you guys know who the first player was to record 100 points in a season? Nope. Oh, Bill Esposito. Yes.
1: Espo.
0: wow. Yeah. I did know that. I did know that, but I like that one. I but you like forgot, so I, people, people forget. I people and I forgot, but um that's a good one there. Ty, what do you got?
1: Yeah, thank God for Espo. by the way, for getting the Tampa Bay Lightning to Tampa Bay. We can't forget that as well. I am going with people forget <laughs> that in a season with goaltenders like Chris Osgood, Marty Broder, Ron Hextall, Fear, Dominic Cassick, Patrick Waugh, that yes, Jim Carrey, not the actor, the goaltender for the Washington Capitals. Jim Carrey won the Vesna Trophy in 1995-96. Can you believe that? He had 52 votes. He had 40% of the votes. He beat out Chris Osgood. Darren Pupa came in third. Marty Broder came in fourth in voting that year. And really, that was the only... Pretty good year of, of Jim Carrey's career. So uh shout-out to Jim Carrey. Not the actor, not the Canadian actor, the goaltender, but uh, somehow won the Vesna Trophy. I he know. must have
2: put on that mask, eh? Just for that <laughs> yeah. year.
1: He was in the green mask. Oh, with
0: the <laughs> dog? Yeah. That's good stuff. Uh, we're all kicking it old school this week because mine is about Ken Dryden. Did you guys know? Did you guys forget? Ken Dryden won the Conn Smythe in 71 before winning the calder trophy in 72
1: that's insane that's it insane
0: just just hilarious to come in and win playoff mvp and then next year be a rookie and win rookie of the year i think that's just one of the bigger kind of stats or awards i guess anomalies over the year so that's a fun one there
1: some people call him the best goaltender ever maybe but i don't know i don't yeah neither do i but some you people see the, you see the
0: team in front of him
1: for sure yeah jim carrey <laughs> could have won the Consmite that year <laughs>
0: Yeah, Jim Carrey, the actor, could have won the
1: Under With the mask on, for sure.
0: <laughs> All right, fellas. Well, that's uh, just about going to do it here. Tyler, any final thoughts for
1: episode nine? Just excited to be back. And I'm excited for everyone that follows Hockey Collective to check out our stuff that we did with Robbie Shrimp and Space Force Hockey. The stuff Mac did with Sherwood. Uh, you can go check out the stuff we, we did at the CCM Hockey House. We put together a great video. It's up on TikTok. And yeah, just a lot of cool stuff coming. And we're really excited for it.
0: Definitely, definitely, Mac. Yeah, I, I think it's it's an exciting time
1: to
2: be a Hockey Collective fan. Uh, I think we've got some exciting guests coming up soon, too. We won't
0: spoil those for you. Uh, so keep your eye on Instagram and uh, have some fun along the way. Definitely got some good guests coming up. You'll see a mix of the three of us on here for a couple episodes. Everybody's uh, busy with their lives, but we've got some pretty cool guests coming on that we don't want to miss. And um, fellas, the snows here, the colds here, that sucks, but that means it's outdoor rink season and we're going to be doing a lot of outdoor rink content. So buckle up, warm up those mitts, and we'll see everybody next time for episode 10.
1: Josh Morrissey just wanted an overtime.